Ah, uh, let's play a game. Hello and welcome again to yet another edition of Is It Worth It? Now, if this is your first time listening to the show, I'm an offshoot of the retro RPG show you would normally listen to, but I don't just talk about RPGs. I talk about rare and valuable games, typically both. I pull them down from the shelf, play them, and tell you whether or not I feel it's worth owning from a collector's standpoint. Hi, I'm your host, Blaine J, and today I have two special, very special guests with me from the RPG show, a Mr. Brent. Howdy. Hi, Brent. Howdy. How you doing? Excellent. And Mr. Nick. Hey, how's it going? Hey, guys. So we collectively decided on a game. I kind of sent you some screen caps uh, of some of the rarer stuff that I haven't uh, yet done mm -hmm. and kind of put the ball in your court as to what it was you were going to choose to play. You poor, poor and you soul. Sent, yeah. <laughs> and you sent back to me Potful Mail and um, the Space Adventure Cobra. Yep. And I've played at length Popful Mail, and I know how difficult that game can be. And in interest, the interest of keeping you guys uh, free to play RPGs, which are typically, you know, very time consuming for your show, I wanted to play something I thought would be much shorter, which was the Space Adventure Cobra. Now, um, this game was made by Hudson Soft. They were semi famous back then. They made uh, Adventure Island, uh, the much better adventure game. Uh, Prince's Tomato and the Salad Kingdom for the NES. A uh, few other good games that aren't coming to mind off the top of my head. Uh, this isn't one of them, is it? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Not at all. We've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> we have erred greatly. Um, wow. Uh, what, what can be said about this game? It plays in the vein, as I said. It's an adventure game, kind of like uh, Shadowgate or the Uninvited uh, Snatcher comes to mind because they're on the same system. This came out for the Sega CD and I believe 93, 94, toward the end of the Sega CD's life. Mm -hmm. um, man, uh, graphically, it's pretty good, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I think I think some of the... Uh the the world is pretty cool uh, like I'll, I'll put this uh i'll just throw this out there this game uh, is based on uh, a manga that uh came out in like nine like started being released in 1978 and they later on made like a, a film and then like a like an anime series or two but of one of them i watched a couple episodes because like before i even got down to playing the game because i kind of wanted to know what i was in for and uh, we'll talk about it a little bit in story, but they total recalled up all up in this shit. Like, oh, yeah? yeah, no, it's it's basically a guy is like, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. So his house robot tells him to go to essentially recall. It's this place where they they give you memories of like a cool adventure. And he goes and he wants to be like uh, he wants to have this harem and be like a space pirate and Lo and behold, he has a dream that he's the space, space adventurer Cobra with oh. the psycho gun, and he gets assaulted right after leaving the place, and it turns out he's the guy. Right. I but, Wow. I wondered, does that game, predate? Though, they, well, the game is a prequel story to that. Yes, the, this game oh. is a prequel to that, but that's what happens in the anime, and it is it does not predate Philip K. Dick's uh, We Can Remember It For You wholesale, but it does predate uh, total recall the movie. So, um, 
Philip K. Dick wrote a short story, We Can Remember For You Wholesale, and that first showed up in like 1966. And okay. this um, this manga series did not show up until, I want to say it's like 1978 with the Total Recall movie with Arnold and right, um, right. all and that. There was a, it was in 1990, to my knowledge. There was an adaptation written by Piers Anthony of, of the movie, I believe, as well, for Total Recall. I, yeah. I didn't know if he had written it or based it on the movie, but I feel like he probably based it off the movie because I can remember it coming out right around that same time, mm-hmm. like 90, 91, something like that. Yeah, so I mean... Wow. That's the so the the animated series that this is based like well not that this that's part of this world is very Total Recall, um and but that story sort of plays out here and there because I mean yes this is a um considered a a prequel but the um the princesses to my knowledge because I only watched the first two episodes but um those princesses show up again after he's regained his knowledge and he does not appear to be like, Oh, we had all these adventures before. Like, I think the same map story plays out after he has regained his memories. Hmm. So, um, whereas this game starts where he's faked his death, um, to get away from the, the guild, the space guild or whatever, the anime sort of takes a different turn on that where they, they, he sort of became a new person to get away from them, which is awakened when he does this total recall bullshit. I guess that's where they're they're sort of different, but um, as far as I can tell, like synopsis for that series and this, this the story with the treasure map is essentially the same. The same story, yeah. Which, yeah, we'll get into that, and that's just it's wonky as hell. Uh, this whole game is just why I don't know. It's it's I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know is a, a good way to say it. Like I agree with you because uh, I mean. I love an adventure game. So uh, like Snatcher, Shadowgate, I love it. And that's one of the reasons I sort of gravitated towards picking this. Um, Mostly because it's an adventure game and I'd never heard of it. And those two paired together, if anybody listens to our show, never works out. So, um, but regardless, we played it. And uh, I mean, I don't know if how to describe this but i it, it was it was frustrating at times because a lot of the adventure seemed to be taken out of this adventure game where it's did i click every option right? to unlock the next option and there was no like you you sometimes there are obvious choices to be made that is what you should do but you can't quite do it yet because you didn't click on the other dumb exactly, options yeah. and i think that was like that took 95% of the game out of this game because then you're just making me watch what you want to show me essentially yeah, you're just watching a movie it's like you know adventure games are linear anyway mm-hmm. yeah. you know they're usually outside of the newer uh uh like telltale games and what have you there's usually a very linear path that you must follow and you've got to use the chicken on the pulley on the rope to whatever you know mm-hmm. puzzles that you have to solve this game doesn't really have puzzles that i ran into it's more what did you click and how many times and now you can open up a new menu and talk to this guy or move this way or whatever. So it's basically more of an interactive movie, except that it's not all that interactive, really. Well, as the game progresses, there are a few times where you have to solve a couple puzzles. They're oh, yeah? few and far between. Okay. <laughs> but uh, there are times where like, there you are faced with some form of a puzzle, but most times you were just given the answer to the puzzle, so it's just a matter of um, paying attention to oh, what yeah. they say. Like, um, 
Nick can clarify a little more on the like the final puzzle where you're lining up the colors. Essentially, he tells you where the colors go when he casts the spell before it, just before it. So um, as long as you're paying attention, you know where to put the colors and the stuff on the, on the seal to unlock where you're going. So um, okay, so basically, if you stay awake, you can beat the game. Or if you have pen and paper, that's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, Nick, you're you're the expert on this game. Uh, I wouldn't I, uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> no, no. In, in this in this trio, you are the expert. Um, Nick uh, told us before we started that he actually played through the game, uh, a feat that uh, both impresses and frightens me. Um, I a, didn't make it quite so far. I got about two and a half hours in and decided this wasn't for me, which is really it's that's that's hard for me to do uh, everyone that knows anything about me or if you've listened to the podcast you'll know that half the games i've already reviewed are you know of the adventure type and i just i love these games it's my bread and butter this and rpgs are absolutely my favorite thing in the world and i couldn't get through this game um as i said graphically it looks pretty good it did it was reminiscent of the 70s style anime the first thing i thought was uh lupin the third it looked a lot like mm-hmm. that yep. uh i also questioned when they said that you know uh cobra chose a new face you know why'd he pick that goofy bulbous nosed face but that's i digress uh the story starts out you see uh our hero anti-hero whatever cobra riding on an air bike because hover bike is a a term they don't use i guess and it it looks really goofy to me i don't know you guys the first thought i had was that it looked like two shower heads instead of wheels yeah i I mean and it it, right (laughs) up right up front i didn't know what it was supposed to be I was oh, like, right? what is that? And what god-awful noise is it making? Cause I thought it was part of vacuum cleaner. That's hot. <laughs> it could have said Hoover on the side for sure. Um, yeah, the, the sound in this game is really terrible, especially when they try and do voice work over music, yeah. I noticed. Uh, yeah. A lot of the time it washed it out. It was like single channel or something. Well, obvi- I mean, I would imagine that it was. Because, I mean, even on the Sega CD, I mean like voiceover is still like a, a huge file so i can imagine that it would, oh, yeah. it would it wouldn't track so well yeah and it, it this you know don't get me wrong i hated the game i think we're all unanimous in that but it really was kind of amazing what they were able to do with this game on the sega cd i mean you look yeah. at the other games of its ilk and the only one that compares is snatcher and of course snatcher blows it out of the fucking water little, yeah a little sidetrack on this um first off uh just to explain to people how obscure this game is there are literally no walkthroughs or oh, there's facts on the internet there is all of one playthrough on youtube and <laughs> when i was looking for information on this game the only like i kept getting pointed back to the same forum in some black corner of the internet where they're like uh what was it what is the title of the thread uh space adventure cobra all capitals the snatcher clone like I don't know. I don't think you've played Snatcher if this is what you're telling me right now. No, exactly, exactly. And in uh, regards to its rarity, I've been told by other Sega CD collectors, which is what I mainly collect. I'm trying to complete my collection, getting very close. But uh, um, this is usually the one that they note as being the rarest, either this one or, oh gosh, I can't even remember the college basketball game. One of them is quite rare as well. But it's estimated there may only be 500 to 1,000 copies in existence of this game, which is, I mean, that's absurdly low. Um, 
you see them on eBay maybe twice a year if you're lucky. They always sell for astronomical prices, but we'll get to that at the end of the show as we normally do. But yeah, this one is, it, it may not be the rarest game I own, but it might just be. I, I really don't know. It's, it, it, uh, it might be the most obscure game you own. Know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, it's definitely not the best, though. Anyway, we see. Yeah. I was going to oh, say, it's ahead, probably Nick. the most expensive game that you have that doesn't deserve that price tag. Um. Yeah, it's definitely amongst them. I I see a few others that uh. He'll eh, school us on that, but, I guess. But yeah, this God is so bad. Um. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, but I I don't want to play uh, devil's advocate here. It has it has moments like yeah. Uh, there are like because like we said some of the uh like animations and stuff while some of them do get repetitive especially when he fights like you get the one where he's like you know <laughs> knee leg down hand down pointing the his psycho gun or whatever psycho gun, yeah. you only see that a half a million times but some of the uh the areas looked real cool some of the technology looked pretty cool the in- i thought the enemies looked pretty rad um yeah you all the ones you fight you crystal boy joe the chick whose name escapes me at the moment um scorpio i think that's it um but and fun fact on crystal crystal boy um the uh the boy part is that while that's the literal translation of the the japanese word they used it they they used it because it sound it was supposed to be inspired by david bowie oh wow so like like in uh, especially like the knife like so um so like his arm is supposed to be reminiscent of like a bowie knife oh, um okay so he's supposed to be like crystal bowie but the word they used was boy and translated translated english literally to boy so if while crystal boy looks weird just you know think crystal uh, bowie it, it kind of just fit right in with everything else to be quite <laughs> honest but yeah um the fact that this is giving any kind of tribute at all to David Bowie is not only, you know, on point because the man just passed away, but mm-hmm. makes me like the game just a little bit more. So that's that's a good piece of trivia to know. Um, I'm not really getting the reference, though, because he's got a giant claw arm. I, not, it's not it's not the greatest, but it's it's it's, it's a thing. OK, well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take your word. Bowie influenced literally everyone, apparently. So, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, we open up in the story what little of it that I cared to play with uh, Cobra going to a bar where he's accosted by uh, this bird man like thing. And uh, God, what was the other dude? No, or one some other. Uh, it was no, it was a gorilla. Like, because yeah. most of the alien species in this game are essentially uh, animals, like anthropomorphic right. animals. So it was supposed to be like a gorilla wearing like a gas mask and then like a bird guy wearing a suit and tie. And yeah. then I forgot the other one. It's like some uh, the bartender. Yeah, the bar weird bartender. Who doesn't uh, join the fight, but he's like, yeah, goofy as all get out. Apparently he pees himself. I oh, don't, yeah? <laughs> like, if you keep talking to, like, trying to talk to the, the bartender, like, during the fight scene, like, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, at some point he references, like, the man peed himself. Ah, uh, yeah, th- that is one thing about this game that really surprised me was the use of uh, cuss words and just like, you know, things that would appeal to a 14 year old boy. There is everything but nipple on display <laughs> until the end when there's an actual nipple on like a door. Well, now I got to now I got to play the whole thing where like because like you get to the when you get to the desert, we'll get there. But yeah, no, I agree where it's this game is just so I think a- I would have liked this at 14. I <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I guess it just would have left it on the shower scene for a long time. I don't really know what it really would have done for me, but still. Y'all make me feel bad because I like the world and the lore building and everything. Really? Right. Well, I mean, no, and that was, I think I was going to say that. I think a lot of the, the, the lore in the world was actually pretty cool. Like, with the exception, like, I like the, the aliens. A lot of the alien designs are really cool. The, weird, the first bird man in the suit and tie was a little weird. But the giraffe, like the elephant, or was it elephant or rhino that you fight a little later? Some of those are really cool. Some of the enemies you fight are really cool. Especially the, the statue guy. I think the statue looked cool until it's up and walking around. Then it looked kind of janky, but... But yeah, no, I, agree. I think I agree with Nick on that. Wow. Yeah, you guys are making me want to actually play the game or at least watch that Singleton Let's Play you talked about a little more, but probably not enough to actually do it. Look, here, um, man, just download the YouTube video, play it in VLC Media Player at time and a half speed, and just go for it. Just go to town. Yeah, but you gotta, you have to be able to hear the audio because there aren't any uh, subtitles, or are there? I can't recall. There, there, are, um, there are not when they're talking. But yeah, so it's go. like half yeah. and half. So, I mean, it's it's weird. Yeah, I I will probably never play this game again, but maybe um, anyway. So he's accosted by the gorilla in a gas mask and um, a bird man. And he quickly dispatches them with, I believe, first you throw a kick or something and then you un- unleash the psycho gun. And you're introduced to uh, the first of the three sisters, Miss Jane Royal, mm-hmm. uh, who's a bounty hunter. And she uh, offers to split the bounty on the two baddies that you just beat up. And you say, you know, no, it's cool. You, you can keep it as a tip or whatever. And I guess this uh, makes her kind of want to follow you yeah. to wherever it is you're going. Mm-hmm. And uh, you... Or some someone walks out of the woods. It the, looks like the penis a bird. dodo, right? It looks yeah, like a penis uh, bird. Pigris is that his name? Yep, yeah, Pigris, the penis Pigris. bird. The penis bird, sure. Mm-hmm. And he comes out and he tells you to go find your own tombstone because, as we mentioned, you faked your own death and purchased a new face. So you're looking for something called the turtle, which I didn't know. I, I thought it, I assumed it was another anthropomorphic uh, animal that you know would lead me to the next lady or area and uh, lady. I believe she's called the lady or lady. Yes, well, Lady Armadroid is his uh, his sidekick. She's essentially a sexy robot female that is his uh, ever present sidekick. Right, with no face and green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so okay, really sure. though, she's just a glorified pilot. Yeah, right. Uh, Made pilot. And yeah, you make your way to the graveyard and uh, you've got basically on your wrist, uh, in addition to a psycho gun, which I guess you, I, I don't know how that works. Does he pull off his hand and there's just yeah, a Yeah, it's gun supposed under to be it? like some like, it's supposed to be like a, like a, what do you call it? Like a, like a shit. <laughs> what do you call it? Yeah, it's a prosthetic hand that's over shit. the psycho gun. Yeah, sorry, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, uh, it's like a prosthetic hand that goes over the gun, even though the gun appears longer than the prosthetic hand would. Right. Uh, don't know. Like the but... reason for that, it's got a recoil spring on the end. Oh, oh. oh see. All like right. You put the arm on. I'm just fucking around. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I thought you were. Well. I thought you were going to blast me with all kinds of knowledge. I was amazed. I was like, really? I was did they say it that? As well, I was like, oh, this is really cool. It's like a switchblade knife or something. And yeah, I guess. Out. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Okay. But, but yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's basically a Pip-Boy. It's got that gun on it. It's got a light. Uh, later on, I believe it has a map and mm-hmm. probably a number of other functions I'm not of. Yeah, communication for sure. So yeah, it's basically a Pip-Boy. Everything but, you know, you can't play Donkey Kong uh, games on it or whatever. That's um, only because the system couldn't comport that capacity. Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> 
But uh, you you eventually find your own grave, and there's a rose and some black liquid, and the liquid is, of course, oil. Um, you take the rose, you can pick up rose, although I don't think you actually have an inventory system on this game whatsoever. It's, no. I think pick up rose is just a means for you to move it out of the way. And there's an iron plate with your mark on it underneath, but at, right at this moment, Jane shows up, and you give her this false name, Joe Smith, which isn't at all suspicious or sounds fake, and she questions you a little bit. But she kind of sees through it, and uh, what, you pull a gun on her or something, and then someone shoots the gun out of, no, some, she pulls a gun on you, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I'm trying to make a sense of my notes here. She, he, she pulls a gun on you, yeah. and then this gold robot emerges, and this is the aforementioned Crystal Boy, uh, mm-hmm. David Bowie, I guess, and he shoots the gun out of her hand. And uh, he brought a bunch of friends, and then there's, like, this big battle that kind of commences. And um, uh, he captures Jane and rips the back of her shirt down, and it reveals a giant tattoo. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just a bunch of squiggles, but apparently it's one-third of a map, you learn. You kind of ninja your way out of the situation using your psycho gun, seeing the same animation 42 times. And uh, then you finally press the plate and some stairs emerge and you go down them and you finally meet up with Turtle, which is, of course, your spaceship, which is... Well, I, uh, to be fair, steps don't actually show up. You press the thing and the text says, oh, there's stairs under here. Let me go okay. down the stairs. Well, well you know, whatever. Uh, I mean, hey. You've got to use your imagination, man. Sure, sure, sure. Absolutely. But they're all yeah. doing this while miraculously avoiding all the gunfire. Yes. Right. Of which it can't be understated just how much there is. The screen is just flashing everywhere and you are only, you know, two people, I guess, one guy really fighting back. Uh, so, yeah, pretty unrealistic, but that's kind of the theme of Cobra, I want to say. So, yeah, you go down and you meet Turtle, uh, who is not sentient at all. It's just a, uh, a, it's a giant. Ship. I guess it's sentient in that it's a giant computer ship. Yeah. And you meet Lady. And um, let's see, the golden boy watches you leave, and then let's see, where you get to explore the ship, right? And you see yeah. a piano, a bedroom. There's like a scanner. Let's let me let me just pause to uh, just write everybody a visual picture here. This okay, is a uh, our main protagonist is a blonde male in a tight red space jumpsuit with a purple gun under his right arm. That is his main <laughs> weapon. His uh, two adventuring companions, one of which is a green robot lady, the other which is a uh, one of a triplet with a secret map on her back that wears a space bikini. We'll get to that shortly. And he drives around in a big square ship named the Turtle, which pian- which whose um, computer system is a piano. Right. This I- this is the game we're playing, guys. This oh, it's awesome. This. <laughs> Your Amazing. De- your description's not 100% accurate, but I'm not going to... What am I missing? Well, she's blue, not green. Oh. Lady Armoid. Oh, I think she's she red. appeared green to me. Yeah, I thought she was green. It depends on the, co- like, the color, what's going on. Like, if it's a dark area, they'll darken her colors, but she's blue. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and then the, he's also... Cobra's also got the... His his body suit is accented by a black belt that has with a, on it. Too. With a gold buckle, buckle that takes pictures of everything he sees, right? Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah, creepy, right? Super creepy, especially yeah. things that I stand right now cuz after you're exploring the ship, the point is to talk to 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 um to Jane and you right. go into essentially the shower room because, you know, I'm I'm this this person. I've gotten on board a ship with a strange man whether I wanted him to uh help me or not. 
I'm the first thing I do is say I'm not no, going to stand. She specifically said she was looking for him to help. I know that doesn't, but that I don't think that's relevant to the decision she made, of which not to go up and talk to them and let them know what's going on. The first thing I want to do is get naked in this stranger's shower and not lock the door and and not give any reaction at all to his intrusion. Just yeah, this happens all the time. Which you know, in the future, maybe they're progressive like that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but the the main thing I took away from it, which I I don't remember if you mentioned pre show or during show, but she has no nipples. Yeah, yeah. it was during show, but uh, because okay, so. because that would make it a, a what what is X rated game? I guess nipples make for X ratings because this game is rated mature, and I I was like okay, it's rated mature, but what what is because it, it has the list on the back, and all it says is suggestive themes. Yeah, right, which, taking a shower, I guess. Well, I mean, she is pretty suggestive throughout in just her... Uh, oh, God, anytime he looks happened. at a woman... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this for guy sure. was creepy to a point made me uncomfortable. I know, I know. And that's yeah. hard. That's very difficult. It's kind of par for the course for a lot of these games. Snatcher had a lot of similar situations where there was, you know, nudity. And, mm-hmm. You know, Gillian Seed, the main uh, character of that game, was always hitting on women and such, but not not anywhere close to levels of this game. This guy but is after, relentless. Relentless. Yeah. <laughs> like, and after, uh, oh, go ahead. No, it's uh, no, it's fine. You continue. I just. <laughs> well, it's his archetype. Like, I don't really agree with it, but that's the way they're playing the character off. Like the you know the confident, brass, I can do whatever I want, playboy type kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. The point of basically illegal. You know. I don't even I don't even know what to call it. I mean, well, not by our standards, yeah, for sure. There's, not, but, there's no standards in space. He did whatever wanted to ship. Yeah, so. whatever. I suppose if you put yourself in mind to you know 400 years ago when there were pirates roaming the open seas, I would think that a woman stowing aboard a pirate ship of that time would also similarly have no rights. So I guess it makes a sort of sense. Fine. Um, but yeah, she seems completely nonchalant about her nudity in front of Cobra and indeed steps out of the shower and then explains that her back tattoo is only visible when she's nervous or excited or if the temperature is risen on her skin, which explains why it's currently visible. And Cobra, um, this, this gives you a lengthy scene of her standing showing you her bare ass, um, and Cobra has a apparently camera in his belt that just takes pictures of everything, and he just is snapping photos away of this chick. Which even in, that's got to be illegal, right? I guess. I mean, it's 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 space law. Who knows? I would yeah, say so. I'm pretty sure that I couldn't get away with it. I mean, so they're I, allowed to park their spaceship on a historical landmark and just sleep there. So I mean, I figure it's just chaos. It's anarchy. I mean, I don't really want to think about it too hard. For sure. And uh, yeah, she explains to you that her. Uh, her father was Captain Nelson, and he had uh, this like amazing treasure that he hid, and he um, had three triplet daughters, of which she is one, and he tattooed the location of the treasure upon their backs. Awesome father. Um, yeah, what a great guy. Uh, it seems like that would not be the... <laughs> the best method of hiding your treasure. I guess it, it would be one of those like silly uh, made for family movies where you're trying to br- bring the three triplet daughters back together. They're like, Oh, we got to have one last adventure. And, but it's, I don't know guys, we are an hour into this game. Like this is literally <laughs> how far we are. This is okay. just throwing it out there. No, I'm not talking about our progress. I'm just saying this is how much absurdity you are dealing with within an hour of oh, playing okay. this game. Like, yeah, this is, it's, it's it a lays lot. it on pretty thick from the get-go, and it's I was just—it was just groan after groan after groan from me. Um, yeah, she tells you she has two other sisters, Kathy and Dominique, 
-hmm. you learn that, as you said, the piano is a keyboard that controls the ship, and he plays some of the worst piano music I've heard. Uh, Oh, man. He claimed... What did he say it was? uh, was Because she prefers... Yeah, he plays like Bach, and she prefers uh, Chopin, and... Like much later, he plays Chopin because things, and uh, it's just bad. It's not good piano work. No, it, they. I mean, this has Redbook audio. They could have used a literal piano, but they mm-hmm. chose to use whatever sound processor the Genesis has, and it just sounds horrible. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he's got a piano keyboard because why not? Um, and she tells you that Kathy is nearest, and she's on the desert planet Sid. Mm-hmm. Right. So you land, as you say, in amongst some basically ruins because you don't want to land in the town in which she's at. Um, lady gives you her phone number, which basically you have a phone in your wrist, which given the time frame that this game was made, um, cell phones weren't a thing. So, Mm-mm. okay, I guess that makes a certain kind of sense and should be futuristic. Um, yeah, and you just kind of wander around, look at the surrounding areas and stuff, and then come back to the ship. And uh, Jane is, well, let's see. What do you notice while you wander around? Uh, There's a guy uh, sharpening a spear, right? Oh, this is where we meet the most awesomest uh, rockers of all time. Like you've got, uh, what is it, like Rock Knight and, uh, shit, I got notes here. Uh, Your name was just Honey. Honey and Rock Knight, and the third guy goes unnamed. Now, um, I know there's, like, something to do with Rock Knight. Like, like there's... Like, there's extended lore to Rock Knight, but uh, pardon me for not... I didn't look that up before I came to this. I just... I remember, um, like, there was a lot of stuff... There was a very deep rabbit hole I could have went down on Rocket Knight, but... uh, Not Rocket Knight. Rock Knight. Um, Okay, I was going to say. Wow. Because, I don't know. He's... I don't know. He's cool, I guess. I don't know. I think somebody released some sort of, like, like electronic album using him as a... um, like an avatar or something, I guess what you would call, I don't know. I, I should have looked more into it, but, uh, this, yeah, you meet those guys, you meet the guy sharpening the, the spear with the, uh, the face fish on the wall Yeah, yeah, yeah. that comes into play <laughs> a little later. Um, and there's like another empty hut or whatever where, um, you meet the parrot grass. It's, mm-hmm. it's grass that talks like a parrot. That's a thing. It, did it not look to you like a chuckabo head? Uh, I guess you could say it was kind of Chocoboey. Uh, it was just like a Chocobo head from uh, gosh, which I can't even remember which Final Fantasy that was. One of the earlier Final Fantasies had a depiction of a Chocobo with that exact, I swear, swore picture, and I was oh my god, but eh, maybe it's just me. I don't know. You do that, um, and then essentially you kind of explore. Like there's a well and and stuff, but there's not a whole lot and- going on. Really? Yeah, there's like a, a clock tower that's mysteriously still running, but when you go, I think it's a clock tower, you go to try and enter it, it's covered in ooky bugs. And, yeah, ooey, uh, ooey, I don't want to move past yeah. the bug, that's so scary. <laughs> he doesn't want to go in because it's covered in bugs. Here's a guy that you just saw moments before fighting countless space ninjas and a crystal boy. Um, no problem, doing backflips, throwing kicks, shooting the psycho gun. And a few caterpillars crawling around has just got this guy unnerved. So, well, it's yeah. because the game's not ready for you to go there yet. Duh. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's an awful weak way of portraying that. Yeah, I mean, even especially since out right up front there's like spinning statues, right? So you, mm-hmm. they could have easily. Thank you, train. Hi, train. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, there's uh. Like, they could have had the statues, like, locked in place where he couldn't get in the door. Because the time you go in is about the time you figure out what the statues are for, so... 
I mean, it, it could have literally been anything better than, ooh, I don't like bugs. I just, that was a major, like, point for me to be like, okay, that's not the majorest grown, but yeah. Uh, you do go back after exploring, you know, the surrounding areas to the ship, only to find that Jane is asleep in your bed. And rather than do what any normal man would do and just either curl up on the floor or find some other place to sleep, you decide to remove her blanket. You know, just see if she's <laughs> naked under there or whatever. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? No, it's like, you use my bed, my blanket. Mine. Well, I suppose. I, I took it more like, oh, I wonder what she's wearing under there, you know? Yeah, no, I, it's definitely that way, but, you know. For sure. And, yeah, just take the blanket. Uh, she is clothed, but in, like, a space bikini thong thing that she's now in. And, that's and her she basically, yeah, yeah that's, like, her standard attire, right? Yeah, yeah. And she basically just tells you, uh, you're not sleeping here. This is my bed now. And uh, instead of doing what is completely sane, which would be, you know, sleeping literally anywhere else on the ship or just outside the ship or whatever, you have the uh, thought that, hey, this guy, Doc, that, uh, and you know his name is Doc from talking to the slam dancers, and I believe his plant also mentions him, mm-hmm. um, isn't home. I'll just go sleep in his bed because that's what a sane person does yep. is, first of all, just enter a home with no one there in the first place but then yeah i'll just go to sleep here because this guy's goalie locks in it up and that was the moment that i decided i couldn't take anymore guys uh it's just a shame because that's actually where the the game actually starts to get a little better like it starts to ratchet up from there um because at this point in the game you really don't feel any sort of urgency about anything right like there's nothing really happening so um after you do that what essentially happens is, in my, I don't have nice detailed step by step notes like you do. Good I don't. Sir. Just give me a um, brief synopsis or whatever. Just you and Nick, as far as you can get me, I'd love to hear it. So essentially, what happens is you sleep in there, and then uh, during the night, like the fireplace lights up with this de- demonic face telling you to get out, right? And of course, your guys are cool about it, like, "Ooh, how's this happening?" Blah 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 blah, and. <laughs> So you start investigating that. You go back to the ship. You call back to the ship, at which point your all of your battery sources, all your energy sources in the ship have been stolen. Okay? Um, so you can't leave. You can't take the air bike over to the city to, to meet the informant, to meet Kathy or whatever. So now you have to track down what happened to your batteries. So, so you go about um, investigating the island again. You get more information from the spear guy. He tells you about the face fish and how you know they're dangerous or whatever. And at which point you get another face that comes out of the well. You eventually you solve some puzzles. You go down like there's a riddle with like a thing. And then you go down the well and you're running through the well and you have to fight a few of the face fish like they come at you and they do a bunch bunch of stuff you get to the end of the sewers and you meet Dr. Light and he's the one that's kind of been fucking with you and he stole your batteries because the statue head that you investigate when you get to the um, this temple has a huge body underneath the ground and it's sort of like the temple like the roof ceiling had sort of gotten soft so he fell into the the base of the temple and it's kind of been stuck and he's using the um, battery from the ship to sort of restart the statue's heart, essentially. So he won't give it back to you because he's his work is like you know his his work is his passion, is his life. Like you're not getting it back, right? Kind of shit. But okay. he's like he's like uh, you help him or something, and he gives you one of the uh, batteries back for the because you some for some reason agree to let him borrow the battery instead of being belligerent shooting him with your psycho gun and taking your shit and doing what you got to do um you're like no it's cool keep it but i need to be able to get to the city so 
he gets you get one of the batteries for the air bikes back. So you take the air bike over to the city. At which point, okay. which you do the next morning with uh, with Jane, of course. At which point, uh, you begin this long sort of trek of talking and interacting with every possible person in the city to figure out what you're supposed to do. Like you watch some wrestling matches. Um, <laughs> it's a thing. You talk to a promoter. Uh, you because um, you're looking for this duck informant. It's essentially a duck person. It's 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 essentially Howard the Duck is your informant. That's going to tell you. About of course Kathy. it would be. So you finally run into this guy, and guess what? She's in the giant prison ship above the city. So you have to figure out how to break into the prison ship. So then you go talk to the guy that designed the prison ship, and he had this kid that got lost or done this thing so now you got to go rescue the kid and you bring the kid back and then he lets you into the ship at which point you like this like you were on this desert so when you think in your mind they're like okay there's three princesses like i'm going to spend the next certain percent getting the first princess then the next certain percent getting the last princess and then that last bit doing whatever i gotta do to get to the treasure will you be wrong Okay, because 50 percent of this game is getting to Kathy and getting Kathy. Then you get Dominique and then there's like 10 percent of the game left. Like there's no. (laughs) So um, a lot of your game is on Sid. So essentially um, it should have been called Desert Adventure, not Space Adventure. Yeah, because it's it's all Tatooine all day long. Um, So um, you break into the space prison or you get captured. Like it's very hazy. Um, You're missing out on when you actually do professional wrestling yourself. Oh yeah, because you, you they're like that's one of the re- the ways that <laughs> of course you would because you get busted or whatever. And she's like, I'm gonna like the boss lady tells him is like you have to you 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 beat up my henchmen, so your only way out of this is to to wrestle yourself or whatever. So it's like they're looking for the informant, and she's like, oh, I know where he is. But oh, he owes okay. us five million credits or dollars, whatever. And uh, if you win the match, then. Uh, yeah, then uh, we'll give you the informant. She's like, "Yeah, I got this shit." And then uh, you ended up get you end up getting drugged. So like, you're winning the match, like you're whooping the guy's ass, and then all of a sudden, like you go, you start getting paralyzed, and you start getting your ass beat, and then like I guess you get the well of strength thing. Because the only weakness to this poison is actually knowing that you've been poisoned. So there's that. Exactly. So then you just uppercut the guy through the roof, pretty much, and go on your merry way. Yeah, like total Mary Sue. This character is. Um, so then you, yeah, you meet the duck guy, you break into the space prison, you go through the whole thing with, with Kathy. Um, you get to see her butt too? Yes. Most of them are naked at one point or another. <laughs> awesome. All of them are naked. Cause there's at one point you're actually running away with a naked Dominique. So I think she's chained up naked, um, when you find her. So, um, but this is a lot of shit that went down on the desert planet. I, I'm just trying to kind of like at one point the temple burns down like, but it's, go but ahead. There's one point you've got like you're riding through the desert on your air bike and some chicks on your back and she turns into this demon thing and you yes. fall into like a sand pit. No, you're that's some... oh, the weird desert vampire. So yeah. yeah, like you're running away or doing whatever in your, your uh, desert bike and you see this chick off to the side of the road next to a, 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 a sign. So of course and we're going to stop and talk to her. And she's like, I need a ride. And he's like, of course. And yeah. then like, as you start riding, like she kind of gets closer and closer, kind of being all like, you know, trying to be seductive or whatever. But then she slowly turns into this vampire bat creature and tries to bite him. And it, <laughs> um, I mean, it, that, that literally happens in this game. That is a thing that occurs on that's, screen. 
That's uh, off topic probably, but it reminds me of a case that happened a few years ago of that chick that was on the bath salts that sat in the older gentleman's lap in the wheelchair, uh, said she was a vampire, and then attempted to eat his nose. Um, I don't know. It just did seem similar. Continue. Okay, that's a thing. Um, so, I mean, yeah, then that happens. Uh, the temple burns down. Uh, but during the whole chaos of, like, the temple being destroyed... Uh, oh, during that, the temple oh. being destroyed thing, I think, like, the like the lamest fucking line I've ever heard in this whole game happens. Oh, I gotta hear it. Like, so, I think this... If, if, if we're talking about the same thing. It's where something happens to Jane, right? Yes. All right, so she's fighting this purple dude with these, like, rocket arms. And mm-hmm. he's like... Looks like you could use a hand. Yeah, fires the fucking rocket. Because this guy's this guy's ability, like top of the pyramid. Because like these, this guy's ability. Because you know how the, all the enemies have like this theme or whatever. So like Crystal Boys, like Crystal, he's got the grappling hook. Well, this guy's got two rocket hands. Like they fire off and punch you or whatever. Awesome. And he's able to manipulate the psycho gun fire with them too. So like, uh, and the way you beat him is essentially you go Super Saiyan. So like he gets mad enough to the point where he's like, I can actually like shoot this like unrestrained. Like can't stop me, crap. So whatever, um, but okay. it, but to, to stop and talk about lame lines. I think that was probably the most grown, groany thing in the entire game. Is they they're trying to make him funny. Yeah, I probably and, would have cheered at that point. I'm I, when I hear lines that bad, I'm like, but, yes. But I at that point, I had gotten so just worn down. Like I if it imagine. had come out, if like they had give me like good ones like like spaced out then i'd been like haha that's funny that's terrible it's great um he equips so much you're like all right yeah i get i'm over it because they're literally five minutes into the game you were in your the graveyard looking for your tombstone and he says people are dying to get in here i know (laughs) it's in my notes right right here where where to go it said it's like it says can't believe this fucker made the grave joke yeah, I know. That's like every mortician's favorite line, right? I I couldn't I I, I couldn't even handle it. Um, so what is that? I don't know. Like I got weird. No- like I just my notes became less and less descriptive as the game went on. Um, I I intended to play it more, but then as each passing day went, and I'd just stare at it and kind of go, no, 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 no. I I know enough. Like I, I knew where within the first five minutes, I knew where I stood on this game, which before this playthrough, I do thank you guys for kind of forcing me to play it. It's one of, I don't know, 1500 games I own that I really haven't given any time to outside of checking to see if it worked. And I'd always meant to like actually go in depth on it. And I'm glad I did a little bit to at least know that I probably don't ever need to play this game. But um, to, um, I, I guess, uh, let us, we can wrap up the story real quick. Cause we're really not far because, I mean, you find out where uh, Dominique is. You basically, there's not, it's not an incredible amount of trouble getting to Dominique. Um, you you find her chained up uh, naked in where she's being held. Uh, they have burned the tattoo on her back. Because at the end of the, the whole, like, uh, temple burning down, Jane gets killed. I mean, let's just. Oh, oh no. Oh, Luckily, no. Luckily, she has two belt, sisters right? that look exactly like her. Um, well, before that, like, Kathy gets thrown off the bike or some shit and dies. Yeah, Kathy, Kathy also bites the dust. So, um, two triplets oh, up, no. two triplets down. But uh, luckily for the picture belt, he's got their naked right. backs scanned. Um, well, you find her chained up in the, the basement naked. They've burned the third tattoo. Um, if you try and just move her, you you get blown up 
when which you see a naked Dominique being flung um, by explosives. Um, but like any other thing you can mess up in this game, you immediately start at the screen again. Like, oh, that was a bad dream. Let's not do that again. My uh, favorite thing was at the beginning in the graveyard when like the guys like put your hands up and your options are put your hands up or don't put your hands up. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm like, don't put your hands up. And it's like, how about you actually play the game? I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, <whatever. laughs> a lot of fourth wall there. That's amazing. Um, and then, uh, so she's they have her kneeling on a mine, which you're able just to wipe the dirt away from and turn off. That's a thing, I guess. Um, okay. Which you, uh, you got to fight some monsters on your way out. Uh, I think this is the part where you fight the monster. Like, there's one monster that reveals themselves, and they kind of look like this weird demon thing, and they're starting to, like, say who their name is, and he just whips out the psycho gun, just blasts them. Okay, Sorry so about that, and what goes. You, what, what, no, what you're talking about is parent grass. Oh. So somebody has been giving, like, some, some, they, there's, some there's a spy on the ship. Somebody's been giving information to the, the guild, and that's how they've been kind of one step ahead of you and they look okay. at the map and they know everything. So you're like, uh, well, let's go look for the spy. So you go to your room and you see Paragraphs there. Oh like, yeah, that's right. And he's in the corner. Like, like you're, I'm like, I'm like, where the fuck did this thing come from? And so you start talking to it and Paragraphs is like par- doing Paragraphs shit. And then you're like, oh, all right, cool. So how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And make a conversation. And then you go back and you talk to the lady and he's like, so I can't really find the spy. And he's, he's like, he's like, so what did Dr. Light give us Paragraphs? She's like, Doctor Light didn't give us Paragraphs, and he's like, "Oh well, let me uh, let me go talk to Paragraphs again." So you go talk to Paragraphs, and you're like, "So uh, you're not really Paragraphs." And then he starts transforming. He transforms into like this demon bat thing, and he goes like, "My name is," and then um, Cobra's like, "Hey, he's gone and gotten his psycho gun out," and he's like, "He just shoots him." And he's like, "Oh, damn! Maybe I should just knock him out because that's quite a mess." Next time, <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll just do whatever. I'm like, okay. Yeah, like, that it was, was honestly the best part of the game. Yeah, like, it was this funny. whole ten minute scene was the best part of the game. Yeah, because it, it, uh, it sounded terrible. <laughs> it's like seven hours in though, so Yeah, it is. So uh Nick, what happens after we get Dominique? Uh it's pretty much like you you got Dominique, you put her in the healing chamber thing to regenerate her oh, yeah. burn yeah. back so you can actually find where the the last part of the map is. Something you go tells there. me that would work. Yeah, anyway, like space science. Go ahead. Like we can completely regenerate you. Well, Doctor Light gives you this mysterious I mean, cure all immediately after Jane falls and dies. I can see regenerating tissue to a form that may have been close proximity to what it once was as being a technology of the future. I can't see that also fixing a tattoo. That's just. But I, I mean, don't... if we want to talk along those lines, let's talk about the ability to make a tattoo miraculously appear when the skin's warm. I mean, there could be some kind of color change in inks, right? We've got a. Uh, I've got several friends that have uh, glow in the dark, dark light tattoos. So yeah, that could be something, maybe. But uh. yeah, okay. All right, I continue. <laughs> so pretty much, you get all that done, and then you go to the the planet, or the location where it is, and then, like it's like a hellhole. Like literally, everything's on fire. Mm-hmm. There's a giant pyramid in, in the middle of this place you're going. Um, and Dominique's like, are you sure you, have, you don't have to do this? It's blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, nah, I got this. He gets on his air bike, just drives off the damn turtle straight into the fire hell hole pit, gets into the pyramid thing. And then this is where you start doing some more puzzles. Like, and then you actually start playing a game. Yeah, no, it, it's, there's like health no. bars and shit. It's weird. You've got a mind bar, you've got a health bar, and then enemies have health bars and you actually do combat. Mm-hmm. And they just decided to do this in the last hour of the game. Last half hour. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's, that... it's not even that long. <laughs> and you actually have like long. actual like fan like real puzzles. Like I hesitate to say like it's no longer picking options over and over again. It's actually interacting with the environment. Yeah, it's, it's entirely different game. What a weird choice. You know, uh Rise of the Dragon for the Sega CD does the exact same thing where the last 10 minutes of the game is a action platformer for no reason and the rest of the game is a uh, adventure game and a damn good one. It's actually, it's got this game just beat hands it's, down. It's, it's like a third person shooter type thing if I'm, if I'm remembering what it looked like correctly. Is that right, Nick? Uh, it, it plays well, a lot like Snatcher does or this game. Well, I'm talking uh, about the it, end of this game. It kind of turns into like a third uh, person shooter. Is that right, Nick? No. No? It's turn-based RPG. Turn-based RPG. Oh, that's amazing. That's even really? better. Yes. Yeah, so you'll um. So pretty much what happens, like you you get into this pyramid thing, and then um, like the puzzle is that you've got to f- figure out these riddles, and there's like these gemstones you have to trigger in a certain order, and you have to go through certain gates. There's like five gates arranged like a pentagon, uh, type deal, and like they show up on your radar map thing, um, like. Each floor of this pyramid looks exactly the same, and there's the same gates at each point on each floor. Um, so you walk in, and like you walk a couple steps in. Sorry about the alarming sirens. No worry. Um, you walk in a couple steps, and then like you see like a, a pictograph on the floor depicting some element of these people's religion, and you use your sensor to play overlay the image of the pictograph onto the floor plan. And that is the save zone that you can walk in. And then there's also like these statue things. Like there's a golem with an axe. There's a like a it's it's modeled after the area zodiac. So like a ram mm-hmm. thing with dual dual wielding crossbows. And then like there's this demon grim reaper type thing with a mirror that they like. So they start spawning, and you have to make your way through this map to the correct gate. Um, and if you encounter one of these things, because they're moving on the overworld map. Or I hesitate to say overall map, but this map while you're moving around. And so if you encounter them, you get into battle. So then your options are your psycho gun, your... I keep wanting to say python, but it's python, magnum revolver. And you can punch, you can kick, you can, like, shoulder tackle. You Um, remember the name of his revolver? It's python, right? I guess. I I couldn't tell you. I just knew he had a revolver. He's got, like, like a colt or something. He's technically got a laser rifle, then, like, this laser shotgun, and then the python... Okay. Magnum revolver thing? I don't know. I didn't mean to derail. Uh, Let's continue. And so the last option you can do is cigar. And this is your healing. <laughs> so you've taken enough damage. I guess your cigar burns out. So you toss that shit out and you pop another cigar and light it up and you're, you're at full health. You're ready to go. That's the thing. I I am I am just flabbergasted that, 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 I, that I was I was 15 minutes away from this game actually becoming anything. Yeah, you oh, missed, man. You missed a lot, Brent. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, like you start as soon if you counter something, you start doing turn-based combat. You can use your psycho gun; it takes a bit of your health and your mind power. Um, that's non-replenishable. Then you use your your gun, and it does a fair amount of damage. You can punch, kick, whatever, and then you just you don't get experience or any item rewards or nothing after these fights. You're just getting through. So the goal is to not fight pretty much to save your resources. But you make your way through like the floor, and then you have to do the it's the same puzzle every single time. You do the you have to trigger the gemstones in a certain order and kind of deactivate them. So there's like a red, blue, yellow, purple, white, and green. And you have to do them in a certain order, and that will open the door to the next floor. So you make your all the way up. And um, like you're supposed to fight this demon devil thing on the top floor, but Crystal Boy is there. 
And he's like, Kerbo's like, so uh, where are all the demons at? And he's like, oh, don't worry, I took care of them. It's you and me now. I wanted to make sure nothing could get in the way of our, our fateful encounter. And so you fight Crystal Boy, except you can't hurt him because he's a badass, I guess. Like, he's immune to your psycho gun. Uh, like, you shoot your magnum at him a couple times, and that damages him, so he's at half, half health. Then For some reason, the gun doesn't work anymore, so you can't use that to hurt him. Um, so he, he pretty much just whoops your ass, and you, like, every time you die, you the, you get an option that says get up, and you get fully restored. So I don't think it's possible to lose, because, like, you spend half the time, like, dodging attacks, and then actually taking damage and doing jack shit to Crystal Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, hmm. you get to the point where, like, you're like, oh, I guess Cobra's like, okay, I, I, I've tried everything. Here's my last, my last hurrah, and he puts his arm back on the prosthetic back over the the psycho gun, and uh, Crystal Boy is like, oh, so you're giving up or whatever. About time you realize the inevitability, blah blah blah. And Cobra shoots his prosthetic arm using the psycho gun into Crystal Boy's chest. Oh my god! <laughs> nice. Oh my. God. That takes care of him. What's his arm made of that it could penetrate Crystal Boy's outer defenses when nothing else literally could? That's I have no idea, and that that got me kind of concerned about any other time during the game when he was in combat. I'm like, why don't you just punch shit? Like honestly, yeah. your arm is the most powerful wow. thing you got. Um, or- but this all happens because Crystal Boy is like, you're the strongest man ever, and you can't be human. And then so he's like, oh, maybe I'm not. And then whatever. I'm like, okay. All Perhaps right. it was made out of his personal kryptonite or whatever. Maybe prosthetic rubber is Crystal Boy's Achilles heel. He's 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 allergic to latex. Exactly, his one <laughs> allergen. No, I'll never have sex. So. Oh my god! Uh, and then at, at the, it basically ends with like you ride off into the sunset, right? No, it's or not you, quite there yet. Oh, you got to fight the so, demon thing, right? Uh, you you finish this floor, you go upstairs to get to the treasure, and um, you enter this big kind of. The, Two forward room, and in the middle of it, or kind of at the back on the second floor, is a throne that has a statue sitting there. And earlier on, there is a character named Vigoro who's involved with the guild, and he's kind of being an asshole, whatever. Um, so you approach the statue, and the statue moves and takes off its helmet. And sitting there, it's Vigoro, and he's already found the treasure. And uh, there was also a sword in the stone that Cobra like took the sword out of, so he's holding a sword right now. And Vigoro was like, "All right, I got the treasure. Game's over. Blah blah blah." And Cobra's talking shit, whatever. Um, oh, first the treasure. So the treasure looks like an egg at first. Okay, it's just an egg. And he's like, "That's the greatest weapon, whatever the treasure." And um, to me, it reminded me of the. I'm not sure if y'all are familiar with Berserk, but it reminded me of of a Behelet. Okay. Oh, like Sword of the Berserk? Yes. So, yeah. like, you know the little, like, the necklaces that look like eggs that have eyes on them or whatever? Very vaguely, but sure. Okay. Yeah, so, as t- like, af- after the conversation's over, Dude Man, uh, Cobra goes to, like, attack him with the sword, and the egg thing ha- grows an eye, and the eye starts blinking, and then it zooms in on the eye, and, then, like, it-, it places a lot of emphasis on this eye. And then it zooms out, and the egg is now a sword. And so Vigoro uses this egg sword to break Cobra's sword. So Cobra's like, all right, cool, you got a sword, that's fine. I've got a damn magnum. So he pulls out the magnum. And then suddenly, it zooms back in on the eye. And the egg sword turns into an egg plasma pistol gun magnum thing. I honestly can't tell you what it is. So then he shoots shoots Cobra, and that's the end of the game. Credits roll. No, no, not really. 
Uh, so he's, he's like, all right, I won. He's like, I won. The greatest treasure in the world's mine, the greatest weapon, whatever. And he leaves. So you get up, he leaves the pyramid and he goes to his, like on top, he's on top of the pyramid and his spaceship there is with Rita and the pilot. And they're like, all right, you've got the weapon for the guild. Great. And he's like, fuck the guild. I'm the most powerful person in the world. So then, because this ultimate treasure is like the way he describes it is this particular thing if confronted with adversity will turn into whatever will overcome that adversity so pretty much is unbeatable so the egg turns into a giant battleship with a giant laser cannon and they he just blows the fuck up out of his his ship the old ship that he was on and that explodes um and he's like then he describes like what the, the treasure does and how he's powerful and he's gonna take over the world and then you see the turtle with lady and dominique and they're like they're just kind of there, and he's like, oh, so you guys want to challenge me now? It's useless. It's futile. I will never lose. And then all of a sudden, you see Cobra, and he he's out in the middle of uh, – he's on top of the pyramid now or whatever, I think. And um, Vigoro is like, what? You should be dead. This is unbelievable, blah, blah, blah. And you cut to Cobra, and he's like uh, – he, you get three options. You get Psycho Gun. If you pick that, it's like, this won't work right now. Then you've got Rage psycho gun and you pick that it's like this won't work now then you've got soul psycho gun so when you pick that he's like he goes in to describe how psycho gun works he's like so psycho gun uses my mental capacity and all of my feelings and that's what gives it power and right now i've matter i'm more angry than i've ever been so there's no way that this ultimate weapon can predict my brain patterns or whatever so then he's like he charges up psycho gun and then shoots out like this big white bass blast and vigor was like what how can i be boom and then everything explodes and that's the end and he rides off in the sunset with 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 i think like i think he hooks up with dominique because like there's this whole thing where after you get dominique she puts on like jane's battle gear and they look really because they're triplets or whatever sure. they're like they look the same so he just basically replaced the one that died with her sister so pulled a beer fest on us yeah if you've seen that film, so, I was really hoping you were going to say that the third option was like Cobra junk and he just whips his dick out. And, I mean, but, well, let's let <laughs> all right. So the entire time we're talking about this game, like I'm thinking the absurdity is either like a straight line on a graph, like starts here and ends here. It's like a plotted on a straight line or it could even been like parabolic. Like it got more and more ridiculous than calm down. But what you're telling yeah. me is the, the absurdity in this game is on a parabolic curve. Not parabolic curve, where it's exponential growth. So it just keeps going and then curves way the fuck up to the ceiling. Because what you just told me was insane. Yeah, ridiculous. That is insane. Yeah, it pulls no punches. It's like, you know what? We're just going to play it and we're, we're doing whatever the fuck we it's, want. It's what like, it like. like a quote from uh, Supernatural. It's not jumping the shark if you never come back down. Exactly. So. Sure. So, um... Wow. You guys are monsters, especially you, Nick. I can't believe you No, that man, is, that man is insane. I'm... I will keep that in mind for any future endeavors that we'll do together. I don't want to have to put you through anything like this again. Uh, I started to actually send you a message like a few days ago, like, hey, guys, I'm definitely not playing through this game, but I figured you would have came to the same conclusion. Obviously, Brent, you did. And Nick, you're just, wow. Uh, Thanks, I guess. It was amazing to hear because I was just going to drop it and just have this be short, but it was really amazing to hear just how off-rails and crazy this game got. Um, That is the only reason I kept playing because it was was pretty bad, but I just wanted to see what happens next. I'm like, how do they, how do they, one up this like i don't yeah, know how do they going. end this how does this work so and yeah really they didn't sounds like it's more just uh just no. keep throwing no, fuel to the fire and that sounds the that whole sounds world am- burns. that sounds amazing yeah 
for sure. I think we're all unanimous in that we don't feel this game is worth its price. Uh, to the listener, these go for loose about 150 and uh, if you've got a box complete copy like I have, uh, you almost can ask your price a lot of the time. They typically go for around $300, $250, somewhere in there. Um, I picked up my copy for 5 bucks. Uh, definitely worth that, mainly because I'm just trying to get every game for the system, but even even if not, I would pay five dollars for this game again. Uh, I would pay nowhere close to its asking eBay price, though. Would, uh, would you pay is... me five dollars to make me play it again? Because that's the only way it would happen. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely. I, that just to just to know uh, what you were going through and to hear those groans again. Uh, I don't think you'd accept five dollars to play through this game again. Oh, I do um, accept five dollars. <laughs> you'd accept the five dollars. I'd accept the five dollars. <laughs> There you go. So, uh, no, this is one of the few times in recent knowledge that I'm I'm just going to have to say flat out, no, I don't feel it's worth it. What do you guys think? Obviously, no, also knows. No, I don't think it's worth um, that current price. Like, I think I would pay, like, if it was a more common title, like like the 30 to 40 complete range, I, I think I would pay it simply because it is so strange. Like, For sure. Yeah. That you're not going to replicate this experience in many other places. Because, like we said, it is completely absurd. Some of the uh, animations are really cool. Like the fire in the fireplace scene is incredible. Um, some of the some of the characters, some of the just the places you go and the things that are happening. Like there is a point where you are outside this weird wrestling betting platform, talking to two small rat people that have been down their luck about like losing uh, money on betting. That sends you to a guy who is a hermit that created a defense system for a floating jail. So I mean, come on. Like, I mean, where else are you going to get that experience? But $250, $300, hell to the nizze. Don't even. No. The, the system itself, you, you can buy box complete for 150 and I can name 20 titles that are far less and far better. So, yeah, it's just it's just a definite no from me. Uh, Nick, being the only person that played through, what do you think? All right, so what I would say is, I would say it's definitely it experienced the playthrough like if you can emulate it then i would recommend if you've got the patience to play it just for the experience or failing that if you want to experience it just like watch that long play i think y'all were mentioning mm-hmm. um the or even just watch like another let's player just something because there's no there's no plot synopsis anywhere there's no there's nobody talking about this on any forums that i could find no. anything there's, right there's, even there's his nothing. wikipedia page was like a blurb it's yeah it's like, got like maybe game. two sentences that existed and you're like what so it's I mean, definitely sorry fifa 94 had you know <laughs> more information on it than this it's it's quite ridiculous so that being said uh actually purchasing this unless you find it at like a yard sale or a, gar- a garage sale or a pawn shop for like 15 bucks i don't think it's worth the purchase right and, and even as, oh, i was just gonna say and even then you probably just uh flip it and buy something you would actually want yeah exactly well i mean the prestige of i think the way you make it sound the prestige of actually having this title in your collection you know is worth some of the price there because like if it's that rare then you know only so many people could say hey i actually have this as part of my collection if that's the thing you're into because if you're into collecting then sometimes that is a lot of the draw is like i have what you don't have kind of stuff so i mean that i think that's about all it has going for it though 
I've, I've got literally the only copy I've ever seen in my collection, uh, which means nothing outside of, you know, I go to a lot of these gaming conventions and stuff, and I'll see your random uh, Flintstones at Dinosaur Peak or, you know, Countless Earthbounds and other quote-unquote rare games, but I've never seen this, you know. Um, and, yeah, it's it's just one of those things that you can brag about, I guess, to other collectors. It's kind of nice. Or If you look at uh, pricecharting.com, they actually document how many, copies of this game is sold uh, throughout the years i think they go back three years or something you'll see there's only two three four a year at most that sell it's it's really quite rare sometimes you'll look for it on ebay in the past when i when i was trying to collect the sega cd titles that were the most expensive and i would just uh ebay search these we're talking you know when ebay was in its infancy um there were multiple, multiple times where months would go by where one wouldn't even be on eBay, and then I would lose the bidding out on those. Back then, they were worth, you know, 60 or 70 bucks, and I was bidding that much on them. I can't imagine why, but um, I finally did end up getting my copy for $5 through a uh, a fellow collector on DigitPress, and I believe I went a little more in-depth in that story on another episode, so uh, you can listen to that or find that or whatever. It's not really that interesting a story, but yeah, I picked my copy up for 5 bucks. so woohoo. Um, anyway, that's about it for my show proper. I do want to give you guys an opportunity to kind of tell people what your show is about. It's called RPG show. I've been listening to it basically for, since day one, I think I started, uh, gosh, when was that? Uh, Shining Force 2, I think, was out when I first started listening. Yeah, it was. And then um, Wild Arms, and you've done a number of other of RPGs since then, and a lot of off-topics. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, first off, we'd like to thank you first for you know inviting us here to be on your show and for coming on our show a couple times. We appreciate that. Um, all the shout-outs you've given us here have been amazing. Also, uh, but yeah, our show, um, it's The RPG Show. Uh, you can search for us on iTunes or whatever you want to do. Um, we basically we play RPGs, um, actually both uh, you know console RPGs and tabletop. We have another spinoff show, so if that's you know that's the RPG show presents, just got its new feed up. So if anybody if you're interested in tabletop, you can also check that out. But you know we played games like uh, Shining Force, Wild Arms. We're um, currently working on Final Fantasy VII. That episode should be out somewhere around the 22nd. So um, but and we also sort of do things in between now most recently the in between shows have been haven't been as um structured as they once were because uh you know stuff's been going outside but we like to do stuff like uh we did an early series early on like mage fest where we decided who the best black mage or best mage in game uh rpgs are so that's the kind of stuff we like to do um but yeah i think that's it unless uh nick you got anything else to add about what we do um not really i mean we're just Amateur reviewers spouting off. Yeah, that's what right. yeah, so. man. You just like to. And where, where can we find you guys uh, on Twitter and? Sure, you can, uh, like I said, you can search on iTunes for The RPG Show. Website is therpgshow.com. Twitter is The RPG Podcast. So, um, for the website, make sure you have the V. Yeah, because if you go to RPG, RPG. Yeah, if you go to RPGshow.com, it's like wigs and shit, so don't do not do that. Um, what if I need a wig? Then go to RPGshow.com. I mean, I've seen some reviews come up. They say their lace wigs are kind of shit, so um, stick with huh. whatever other type of wigs there are. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, no, shout out. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically what we do over there. You know, we have a forum. Nobody uses it except Anderson. We love you, Anderson. Um, love you, Anderson. And uh, that's, that's, you know, that's about it. I mean, oh, you know. Cool. Um, 
Yeah, you guys are great. Uh, I'm certainly listening each and every time you put it out an episode, and I, I think you're starting to build a, a bigger fan base. So uh, definitely check these guys so. out. And, of course, you can always find me on Twitter at RetroKel, that's K-H-E-L, or at Simon Belmont, that's Simon, not Simon, um, at Outlook.com. Uh, that's about all I've got to say. I want to just thank you guys once again. Thank Derek and Don, all the yeah. people that, you know, Thanks to everybody that does. Uh, I would say, like, if if you're into RPGs like this, like, there's there are plenty of podcasts out there that 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 review RPGs, man, and and like, I think it's an awesome community. So, like, listen to them, listen, you know, listen to us, listen to Derek, Don, listen to Blaine here. It's all good stuff. Like, it's all good oh, times. Yeah. Everybody's the the best. So, um, I could literally make a podcast about other podcasts that i love that talk about rpgs i mean i listen to eight or ten a day i know you do as well yeah um yeah just a lot of good a lot of good people out there the community's great just reach out to any one of us we're always willing to talk to people or whatever uh but anyway it was great having you guys and Mm -hmm. uh until then we'll uh we'll see you next time next time see you later